Welcome to Nerdvana, where we align your nerd chakra and Mercury is always in retro geek with your hosts, Patty Cakes and Johnny Discotech. By the way, the lyric is, um, I don't catch feelings, I catch, I, I catch my guns or some shit. I forgot. Anyway, I just got, <laughs> I realized we're recording and that was ridiculous. You'll cut it off. Welcome to Nerdvana. <laughs> 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 we're here with your, our gracious hosts, hostess with the mostess, Patty Cakes. And as always, I'm here too, unfortunately. Unfortunately, I, no, it's fortunate. I, we wouldn't have a show without you. Are you kidding me? Come on, you can you can do you can just talk all day by yourself. I know you can. That's very true, but I prefer doing <laughs> podcasts with you. Yep. And you could um, do the same. It's that Libra Squad thing. Like you could just yeah, forever I talk probably, about nerdy shit all day. I can talk about nerdy shit. I can talk about non-nerdy shit. I can just talk about shit all day. And literal shit. To. Like I can literally talk about feces Ugh. all day. Okay. <laughs> well, th- well, thankfully, guys, this podcast is not about poop. Um, no, not at all. We're not here to poop shame people, but we're here to talk about Stan Lee. So as you guys already know, he lived a very long life and recently passed. And so we just wanted to de- talk, like discuss a couple of things that kind of resonated with us. Um, I guess like... Johnny, you take it. You take it first, because I feel like you have a lot more to say. <laughs> All right. So to me, Stanley represents like a time in American history where we created our own gods, and we took. Um, and I think a lot of other stories, like American Gods and all that, are kind of based around the idea that. America is a new home to a lot of people and it's a country of immigrants. And we didn't really, we brought our old gods with us and our, you know, our Muslim and Christian and Hindu gods, but we also created our own idealized visions of the gods. And that became comic books and Stan Lee and Jack Kirby and several others kind of brought the idea of, superheroes in a modern world doing modern greatness and inspiring people to greatness and and i think stan lee's you know just we know him so well because he's literally in every marvel movie as a cameo and we all see him and he's a funny dude and he's from new york and or at least he sounds like he's from new york with his voice and uh i'm pretty sure he's from new york and so We're a podcast about New York, and I think in every way, I think Stan Lee represents a lot of what you and I, Patty, represent in our daily lives. I'm so glad that you said that because majority of what resonated with me was most of his stories that I loved actually were set in New York. If Stan Lee is not from New York, that's okay. We just adopted him. I'm pretty sure. I mean, like, did you you hear him in uh, Spider-Man Homecoming when he's like... They're exactly. talking to the neighbor, and I'm like, he's definitely. I mean, I I'm pretty if sure he is, not, but yeah. if he's not, he knows exactly what being from New York's all about. I I heard a rumor when I was growing up, and I never fact checked this, but I heard that Stanley was actually from Queens, and that's why the Spider Man like storyline was just so easy for him to write. 
And I'm like, oh, yeah. snap. is he a Queens kid like me? I love so I'm him. looking at I'm looking at the the Wikipedia's, uh-huh. and it looks like he was born in Manhattan. Oh, but that doesn't necessarily man. that doesn't necessarily mean he didn't grow up. Uh, looks like he grew up in Washington Heights. Um, and well, that makes a lot to, of sense. Washington Heights, yeah. although it's technically Manhattan, we all know that's not Manhattan. Stop. And then he went to high school in the Bronx. So you oh, know. Washington Heights is basically the Bronx, bro. You've ever yeah, been to Washington? Uh, but the Heights itself alone is like its own like placeholder. Although it's its own, really... it's definitely its own thing. You're right. Yeah, I've been to I've been to there and uh, many times, obviously. And you know, when back, I remember when I was younger and like a young driver, I got lost in Washington Heights, thinking I was in the Bronx. So they're very, very similar the way they look and feel. And um... yeah, but. So going back to what we like about Stanley, like I just feel like he's like that grandpa that we just all kind of adopted and he just like all loves us. And like all the little nerdy kids that grow, grew up reading our comic. Like, so this is my pretty much my life story of me being a geek into Caribbean brown person of color. What All the hashtags you want to add into everything. Right. Just being a weirdo kid. On top of the fact that we were physically looking weird in the eight, like 80s, 90s, you know, going to public school, you know, and like you already picked on because you were the smartest kid in the class. Right. And then your hair is super yeah. long. <laughs> you're weird. This weird brown skin, but you don't speak another language. And it's just like hard for them to understand and that your cousins or you don't do look speak like you. Language. Yeah, or you do, but I'm saying like for me, because obviously I'm talking about me and myself and my narcissist. I mean, literally you know? everything you said until that point, you could have been describing me as <laughs> yeah. well. Well, I mean, for a lot of us, like whether you, and I, I know a lot of Daisies who actually don't know their mother tongue because their parents didn't want them to learn to have an accent. So that's another dynamic, but also I mean, like, yeah. I don't have an accent. I know you don't. It's okay. I'm not judging. I have, yeah. I, and as, as white or whitewashed as i sound or yankee as my cousins say i sound like my broken you accent. sound you sound new yorker yeah but my sure. but for for home like i'm super like you know professional like you know like like for them it's like wow you speak really proper and then i can code switch into my queens i could code switch into my west indian dialects yeah you i know mean, what i mean you say you say proper instead of proper proper yeah <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, well, yo, only, that's, that's, that's proper. No, but I mean, like, if we say it like as, as way, like, you know, proper English, you know, cause like we have, a, we've touched no, on what I mean fire. is the New York, the New York accent is proper. Well, also because I'm West Indian, my parents made sure that we like, they kind of instilled in us that you have to kind of acclimate into speaking but the right keep it. way, you know, also they're also, you have to understand that my Patty, relatives I mean, are I, I British. Feel- I feel like yeah, that's true. You and and people in Guyana have like a very accents. British accent. Um, but I wanted to say that like I just find that a lot of immigrant children, not just Desis, not just Guyanese, not just um, brown people, but most immigrants, their children speak English, quote unquote, in the Yankee white person way, right? Like the proper English, quote unquote, right. like whatever that means. But we speak like TV English because when we're at home and we're young and we're watching, we're learning English when we're young, we hear our parents who have accents or if they don't have accents, they don't, they, you know, then we're learning right from them. But 
Or um, your parents, like me, got me muzzy and hooked on phonics for all of the kids. So we made sure that we didn't have accents and we pronounced our ERs. And like we watched a lot of Sesame Street and a lot of, you know, in television. Television yeah, and everybody on television speaks the way we're speaking. It's like the television right. accent, right? right? So we grow up learning English. A lot of English comes up for, for immigrant children comes from television. And so do you know how I learned how movies. to enunciate? Do you know how I learned how to project my voice? Watching X-Men. Watching the, the cart the nineties cartoon. Yeah, funny enough, oh watching X Men. That's great how. Cartoon. Yeah, because my grandma, um, growing up, my mom's mom was deaf in one ear due to like a medical issue when she was back home or whatever. And actually, I'll tell you the story. My uncle was playing with guns, and it went very close to her. He didn't shoot her, but like next to her, he was shooting, like he was um like hunting or whatever. And it's loud, and it popped her ear. Shotguns yeah. specifically are very loud yeah. and ripe hunting didn't... rifles. She didn't. She didn't tell us that story until later on in life. We were just like, "Damn, that's mad gangster." Like, I don't know. Like, I thought it was because it was probably like a medical condition. Because she said it was like, "Oh, they didn't have enough like doctors back home or whatever." But anyway, doctors. that's another story. Yeah, but um, but yeah, yeah, like I learned how my grandma was deaf, so like in one ear. So like you know, X Men. They like you know how Storm. She would like be very like very like projective with her voice and stand up like a lot a lot of like characteristics on strong female characters and just strong women i had them in real life but also seeing x-men it was a very like for me x-men and and my real life really like went hand in hand it was like that they were like two puzzle pieces that just completed each other because growing up as a hindu indo-caribbean kid like all of our stories that were told were very reminiscent like x-men is just a watered down story of like a lot of this and we see this you know you could say directly with the mystique and other types of stuff but juggernaut and all these items that we have discussed like i feel like for me it was like super like it was I know that it was not specifically made for me, but like in my mind as a kid, I was like, this was for us. And that well, X Men is, <laughs> is a story that tries to, or is a, a story that tries to take the social aspects of racism and sexism and bring it to the forefront in a, in a different way. Like they expose it and not in the way that we're used to. They have the mutant right. gene, right? And they, but it's the same idea. The mutants now are the new race and, you know, white people and black people now get along because they have a common enemy and that's mutants. Right. So, but it's the same concept, you know, and you could bring, extend that to LGBT. Um, because right. discrimination is discrimination of the other quote unquote, the other. Um, and so X-Men, is a story and X-Men is one of the many storylines founded by Jack Kirby and Stan Lee. Yeah. And like, I grew up reading the comic books and like a lot of that type of storyline were in reminiscent within the comic books. And when they made that into the TV show, it was so important for me. Like as a kid, like I knew so it was so awesome. Like I didn't really have the word for it to the point that like it resonated so much with me that I wrote my master's thesis on comic books. You know, and like a lot of my re like there's no research and obviously it was psychological like my thesis, but I used X-Men as my driving force and right. to understand how we understand the world right and wrong. It that was, was the iconography in your, in your paper. Yeah, if people are interested it's learner's behavior like you know the belief in the just world and like so if you're ever curious you could reach out to us on our our uh, many many social uh networks and like i will talk to you about it all day all night because i still don't get like tired of it because i think it's so cool like and it's really fascinating but 
Also, it wasn't only X-Men that I loved. It was like so many different things that came up. Like, how did you not love the Batman, the animated series? To this day, like, I still pretend I'm Harley Quinn. You know what I mean? Oh, that's... We all know that, Patty. (laughs) (laughs) Again, with the, the, the strong female leads and like, you know, a lot of people don't realize that Carly Quinn was a doctor in psychiatry and so and and um Poison Ivy was a doctor in botany, like or like depending on the reading line, Harley Quinn was a psychiatrist, psychologist. But I mean, like to the point is they were all highly educated women. So you're not only seeing like, you know, okay, well, there's different there's 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 women of color because there's storm there's you know rogue who was i don't know like i know that she was supposed to supposedly a white chick but i never in my mind pictured her as white like because i know she was from like she had that little southern accent i pictured her as european really i don't know because i felt like gambit because she liked gambit i felt like he you know because he was from nola and stuff like i knew like people from louisiana weirdly enough and i i just automatically everybody like they're like gumbo right they're like me like they're mixed up so i just assumed that it wasn't not particularly to that so in my mind i considered her but isn't jubilee also a person of color as well i think jubilee like, is I, like asian isn't she yeah i believe she was asian um i want to say taiwanese but i don't remember i do know that there was someone in the x-men line but then this is what i fucking love with grandpa stan in the x-men comics right they never made her into the the onto the cartoon, but Omega Sentinel was the first Indian one that I saw, like from India. So it was yeah. Krishna Shapanda, right? And she was a police officer, and she went like if you know the whole storyline and stuff. But she's only in like three or four comic books, and I was hoping that they would they would like really go into it more. But she had another person from India as well that was a mutant named Agni, and so I thought it was so cool. And like I just want to say like one time. I went to Comic-Con and I met Stan Lee. I was online and and I didn't have a costume. I wasn't I wasn't like, you know, I felt comfortable to cosplay. It was like the first time like I didn't really, you know, so I went to him and like I just was so happy just to say hi. And like he's like, what are you dressed as? Like he was asking everyone. I was like, I don't know, like Omega Sentinel. And he started laughing hysterically and he's like, all right, Karishma. And I was like, Karishma. And I'm like, oh, my God. I mean, I know that's his character, but I was just like, oh, my God. And I know that's so stupid. But I loved it. So you 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 met Stan twice. Well, Whoa, one up yeah, close. That's amazing. That's fun. And then we always would see him in Comic Con, like the early days, right? And one year when they started charging for it to go see him, I didn't really have money like that, you know. So we were me and my friends. We were standing in the corner, and um, Stan's he could see us, right? Because like he's everyone can see him, and I love the fact that he always puts himself in this area that okay, you may not have the money, but like, at least I can wave to you kind of thing, you know? And he doesn't care if you take pictures. Like he would, he would never say, oh, don't, whatever. But one time I was standing there and I was just looking at people taking pictures with him and, you know, and like they were taking a lot. Cause I mean, they were paying for that. Right. And he was signing stuff and whatever. And I, and I was just looking and then all of a sudden he's like, Hey you. And he's like, and, and we're like, who the hell is he screaming at? And he just waved. And I was like, he's like, yeah, you. And I was like waving like a dummy. I was like, oh my God, hey. But like, it was like. Because you were dressed like Omega Sentinel? 
I was not dressed like a I look like an Indian girl. I mean, <laughs> um, I was not dressed as anything, but I thought that was really cool. Like the fact that this guy is so fucking famous and everyone knows who Stanley is and he's so important in so many people's lives. He's still cool. Like, yeah, you got to pay a lot of money to see him. But the fact that you didn't have it and he was just like, yeah, you and he just waved. And I was like, I will always remember stuff like that. I, I always feel like people who become celebrities like they get so full of themselves and you're scared if you should go up to them and talk to them you know especially musicians well, I mean, and stuff and they get so weird but you know comics were never comic book writers and and stuff we're never the same level of celebrity until kind of like the last couple decades and by that I point guess. stan stan lee is already old you know like right i mean and he had marvel was struggling and almost went under in like the in the 80s yeah right and then how did the, marvel go under how did Marvel go? Oh, this is pre- prior to X-Men then. Because X-Men yeah. was like well, breaking not- up all the money. X-Men, but X-Men's older than that, right? X-Men. Yeah. And then, and then they, did the re- and then, well, then Marvel started getting like the TV and the cartoons, first cartoons, mm-hmm. right? With the Spider-Man uh, and Friends and cartoon. Think, yeah. And they did and a then lot they of got, crossovers. And, they had, and then Disney bought them and they did the movies oh. and like they became the enormous company that they are now because of that. I mean, realistically speaking, like 20 years ago, a little bit less than 20, but when the Iron Man movie came out, it kind of catapulted Marvel back from the brink because people, I mean, let's be real, like comic comics got, especially in the eighties and nineties, like being a nerd wasn't like today being a nerd is cool. It's chic. But in the eighties and nineties, when we were nerds, Patty, it was not cool when we were growing up to be nerds. I forget how I forget that how how much we used to get bullied, you know, about it. Now it's like you get bullied if you don't know what the fuck is going on. Yeah, exactly. but I, I I still remember like the only thing you would know about superheroes, right? You you probably had like Ghostbusters, which is obviously not Stanley, and then there's the Superman and Batman movies every so often that would come up, you know. But as far as like X Men movies or anything else, it wasn't. It was always cartoonish. It was never something that had so much depth to it and made you feel like a plethora of feelings you know and there was different i guess like it was but I, i'm, glad you, I'm glad you actually bring that up because the x-men cartoon in the 90s so everything prior including other shows that came around in that era they were episodic like we're today used to like the, the long grown-out story arc but back in the day everything was like the episode started with a with a problem and it and it's resolved that problem in that episode or at the most two episodes if you know you'd have the problem resolved um the thing i loved about the x-men cartoon and something that like really made it something unique for that era was it was like a giant story arc because that's what comic books are they're not like per every comic you know you 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 read uh, comic book number 25 of x-men you know and it's not like the story ends there you have to tune in next week and get the next comic and next week it was a story arc and they brought that to the cartoon and now they brought it to them to the movies and like um pretty much everybody does that now but that was like a breaking thing where like you'd tune in every week as a story would continue you did not have resolution in one episode no and i i really like that i mean that's probably the the indian or like the West Indian part of me that likes the drama and the long-winded theory. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's not just you, because like, look, let's look at it. Like MCU, 
right, has right. proven that you can take a single thread, a single story arc, and not only just stretch it across a, a trilogy, but you can uh, stretch it across 18 years of movies. Yeah, but you know what? I remember everyone was really into Power Rangers, right? And because yeah. the, the fighting moves and stuff. But I was like, yo, you guys got to check out X-Men. And when my, my friends did, they were like totally hooked on it and wanted to read every single comic book. Well, so X-Men cartoon is before Power Rangers, dude. <laughs> I know. I know that. But back then you would actually, well, I did. I was lucky enough to have a VCR and we taped them so we could read I'm just them. saying Power Rangers was an out when I was watching X-Men. And Power Rangers oh, came out when I, I was in college and I just never got into Power college? Rangers. College? It was 90. Like 96, 97. Oh, yeah, I was, I was in college. Oh, you were in college? Stop lying. Yeah, I was. Dude, Dude, I graduated. older than me. I graduated with my bachelor's degree in the year 2000. Oh, my God. You are so much older than me. Dude, I'm 40. Like, when it comes to, <laughs> when it comes to, like, no, I, I, I don't feel like we're that much in in years like now but i guess like looking back upon like school interim well, dude you're so much older than me in the sense like, of what has passed as trends i was like 18 right and and so in 1997 i was like 19 years old but if if we're talking about like our age difference what are like five years apart or you what you're you're 35 or something i'm 30 i'm 34 yeah we're not but that means yeah. you were like 13 years old when i was 19 i mean like yeah, I was. It doesn't make a difference like, today, but it makes a difference back then. The, that's what I'm saying. Like a difference between five and like you're you're already in your teens, like you're in your double digits. Like that's a difference, you know. Um, but now it doesn't feel like it at all. But um, but going back to the Stanley stuff. So what? So what were the first things that you were introduced to? Oh, definitely Spider Man was the first, but X Men very early on as well. I mean, I have. Uh, I remember my sister came home one time and we were, we were all young. She came home with like, they had like a, uh, you know, uh, another, like, I think it was an eighties or maybe it was an early nineties. They like rebooted the X-Men comics and they had a number one and it was like silver. And she, my, my sister comes home. It's like, I got a signed copy of the X-Men number one. And I'm like, Oh my God. How did she get a signed copy? I don't know because my sister's cool like that. So back then, I'm so glad that you say that because back then, comic book stores were everywhere. I remember that's what I don't understand how people weren't into them that much. They were literally in every corner, like every time, like oh, and different yeah. comic books ha stores had different things. And growing up in Queens, we had comic books even at the deli. Like you know how they would have the mag magazine st stands, and like you would have all the comic books, and you would just wait for that new drop. Yeah, but they don't even have magazines at the delis anymore. You know, like they no. have them at the they have them at like the little stands, the newsstands, right? I think the last time That's I saw a magazine it. was at the airport. The airport stands. <laughs> I don't really see them at the delis anymore. <laughs> People are like, I got my iPad. I don't need no yeah. magazine. But um, out of here, yeah, but, we try to save I remember, a tree. Yeah, I when I was like, you know, when I was like uh, ten years old. And we're talking about like you were like three and you know four years old, four years old, <laughs> nine and ten years old. I used to ride. Me and my friends would ride our bicycle. I lived in California at the time. We'd ride our bicycles, you know, like a mile away and go to the comic book store like every oh couple of days. I used to do the same thing, but not a mile because Queens they had so many. We would ride our bikes, and you know, um, the little well, California is you know California is all like yeah. spread out, spread out. Yeah, 
Yeah. A mile is actually close. I mean, you're talking about on a bike that's like a five minute bike ride. That's true. But like we would just ride around and like we go to the park and stuff. We go across. We would hit up three comic book stores. Like it would be Forbidden Planet. No, Forbidden Planet's all the way in Manhattan. Oh, you mean in Queens? Yeah. Yeah, oh my god, they Forbidden would have... Planet was amazing. And I can't believe it's closed. No. It's closed? Yeah, or they moved and it's no. a much smaller. No, they moved. They moved. It's a smaller one. It's still across the street from Max Brenner. That's how you would know. Like when you would go, you go to the Union Square, check out all the weirdos, and then give a dollar to the higher Krishnas, go to Max Brenner, get some spicy hot chocolate, and go to the comic book store. And then you would like go somewhere, like you would just stay at the square and read them all day. Oh yeah, no, it's open. I remember, yeah, but it's way smaller than you. Remember, you used to have the cor- had the corner entrance. Yeah, no, I remember. I uh, and, and they had my- all the toys and everything. Oh my god, we used to. I used yeah, to the- it up all so the time if you in the would 90s. do, yeah, if we did a Manhattan trip, we would hit up Midtown Comics, and then we would hit up forbidden planet because it was like it would make more sense to go you know in a, in a certain way you know what i mean so like we forbidden planet either... was cool in the sense that you'd go there not just to look at comic books but you go there to look at all toys. Like, the toys they had and they had like this you know, like, display cases of like really yeah. expensive the stuff we could never afford like never nothing sta- yeah there's, there's still things there's still things in um in Midtown Comics in the in the um in the glass that I still wanted as a kid and they still have them like there's a death statue like from Sandman so like I've always wanted her and I just never I don't feel like two thousand dollars for a piece is kind of crazy but yeah, I know not, it's probably not till more rich. not till I'm like I got fuck the world money but yeah. um oh my but god but I imagine there. It was just, yeah, I know. But like these, my house would look like forbidden really planet. Cool stuff. <laughs> it kind of does in a little bit. I mean, but it already kind of does, but it would really look yeah, like forbidden planet. <laughs> it does. Um, and I remember, like, you would go to the Manhattan stores because they would have, but they would have signings in the Queen stores and stuff too. Like, you just need to know which one, and they would put you on a mailing list. Like, that's how far back we're going. Like, it didn't like there's before email, before all this. They would actually you would have postcards, so yep. they would tell you, or yep. the, all the flyers in the comic book stores. They would, they would tell you like months and ahead if somebody was coming to sign, and like you didn't this have to pay prior for the to signature com- prior to Comic Con, yeah. prior to any prior. Con prior and you'd be so stoked you'd be like yeah i'm going this weekend your parents would give you some money some extra bucks to you know if you were doing really good in school and you here's three dollars buy one of them 75 comic books don't even lie 75 freaking if i got three dollars from my mom three dollars from my dad three dollars from my aunt three dollars from my grandpa you know how much fucking shit i could buy bro i know back in the day and some and then if the comic book store dude knows you, like, and I would go with my cousin, so we would buy different issues, right? So we put our money together, and we would all buy different stuff. So, like, if I wanted to buy, like, the 11th issue of this or the 12th, you know, we had we were always up to date on everything. And my parents loved that we read, so they would give us more money on, they'd rather us buy books than, I guess, crack. I mean, that would make sense, right? So, <laughs> and, yeah, and, uh, I mean, but yes. but we yeah and my dad i remember my dad being so cool that he showed me instead of buying the slips he showed me how to do it and the um slide all the comic books in like either ziploc bags or like um like freezer bags and stuff so we would keep them really well and like because to buy the slips like the the comic book slips like the comic book is 75 cents and the slip is like a dollar 25 it's like bro really and it only fits two 
And you're like, come on, I can't do that. That's too much. But if you knew the comic book people, they would totally give you, um, you know, a little couple of discounts or something like that or wait like a month and that issue would go down 25 cents, you know, and it does make a big difference back then. And I just remember like you would go to certain comic book stores and they would have Stanley cardboard cutouts of him. And always they had like, I don't know if, if anyone knows what I'm talking about, but he would stand up and he had a really big head, right? And he would hold in one hand and it was a bubble and it said Excelsior. And then there was another one. I think the only one I saw a different one is when, um, you know, that um, with great power comes great responsibility. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's the only two ones I've seen. But I don't know if there's any different ones. But I remember Stanley was everywhere in every single comic book store ever. When Comic-Con came out, I remember him being on the flyer. It was crazy. And finding out that you could meet him, that was nuts. Oh, yeah. Um, And he was just chill. Like, they would just show up and, like, you know, he's Stan Lee, so, like, he's just, like, just a jokester. Um, yeah. Right? And it's it's interesting, uh, you know, because, uh, you know, both of us comics are such a big part. And, like, I remember always just, like, seeing his name, right, on everything since I was a kid. Like, before I knew what he looked like, before I knew what he sounded like, before I knew any of that stuff, like, we heard it and read his name, on the covers yeah. of countless comic books. Um, and like Spider-Man, obviously, you know, it's, it's one of his most famous creations and, you know, mm-hmm. everybody back in the day prior to X-Men and this is something that you might not remember, but uh, that extra six years that I got, like I grew up and X-Men was when I, when the X-Men cartoon came out, I was already like a young adult. But when I was a kid, we had Spider-Man and Spider-Man and Friends. And I remember watching the Oh yeah. Watching the crap out of those two cartoon series. And those it's, little Batman ones and the crossovers. They always have crossovers, which I really miss. They don't do that shit anymore. You mean crossover between Spider-Man and Batman? Like just yeah, Marvel and DC crossovers. They would always and people thought I was crazy when I talked to them about it. I'm like, no, seriously. They would have like, you know, you would have Well, some Batman X-Men would crossover with Batman. Batman specifically. They had a lot of Wolverine Batman, and Batman. Batman and Superman, those two specifically, but really a lot with Batman because of because of the Batman um, TV show, the old Batman TV show. The the what's his name? What's that guy's name? Who's the, the live the action one? Right. The old the live action. Live action. The yeah. one with pow, I, I kaboom. Keep the name. Yeah, oh, I don't man. remember his name. I just I that, know what they look like like. Those guys, the two of them, Batman and Robin, just they just something about they were smart and they put him that those two guys that that particular version, right, with that voice. Um, what's his name? Because he's he's the principal. Not isn't he the principal or something in Simpsons? Um, I not I'm principal, not sure. Not, or he's the I'm another not really, cartoon. I'm not versed in Simpsons, but. I, I just think, like, it that's really cool because I saw X-Men as a kid, like, and I was just like, oh, my God, this is fucking amazing. So I can only imagine, yeah. did you still find it that great when you were a young adult? Like, did you think it was whack? I didn't think it couldn't have been whack because it was a lot of drama. There was a lot of, like, boyfriend, girlfriend shit that I was just like, oh, my God. Like, it was, like, so over my head. I was like, wow, this is so much. Like, is this what adults do? <laughs> um, this is so stressful. I don't want to be in a relationship. Um. Yeah, I mean, 
the ba- but those they 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 were everywhere. Um, they were in Scooby Doo. Remember the Scooby Doo Batman crossover? Yes. I mean, just like yes. So Batman could have been crossover over Spider Man, and it was okay because he kind of they kind of made Batman, and it's the one smart thing even more than Superman. They were really always with Batman. They he kind of expanded outside of the DC universe. You know, he existed outside of that whole franchise. Um, but I think nowadays it's a lot more like Batman is. Time Warner and like only Time Warner does Batman and only Warner Brothers and they really hold that licensing hard and they don't want to get rid of it and share it, which is unfortunate because they they ruin it as well, you know. Um, yeah, I do. I do remember the Batman and Scooby Doo crossover, and I remember like in every single '90s show, like if it was Halloween, some the the lead star would be Batman. Like, they would dress up as Batman. There's not, like, one... Like, you know how, like, every... Like, Family Matters and Full House and stuff like that that we grew up on? Like, every like every Halloween episode, someone was a Batman. Right. Like, that's really, really, like, prominent in all of our, you know, like, all our aspects, whether it be media, like, our mediums through TV or, like, our comic book mediums or just us growing up, you know? And so I think, like, Batman itself, like, some people might have thought Batman was completely out of that whole, like you know universe like you were mentioning but i think like being a more prominent and then with the movie boom it just made it so much more like it brought in a huger crowd like people you wouldn't even know that would be into this kind of stuff like like not typically or basically everybody who made fun of you and mocked you for being weird right so yeah the, a- the, a- the actor that i'm thinking of by the way the actor i'm thinking of was adam west right Oh yeah, how can I forget Adam West? He's on like Family Guy a lot. That's what it was, Family Guy. He's on Family Guy. That's what it is, not Simpsons. Um, yeah, Adam West is. Well, you don't like Simpsons, but you like Apu. What? What's up? I'm just kidding. I I don't. (laughs) I don't, but not for all these other. I just didn't like him. Um, but uh, and I agree with you know that that he's like that one Uh, uncle I don't like. No, I'm just kidding. I, I just don't like him. It was really stupid. Like, I just don't like him. Um, yeah. uh, but also, there was a comic book guy in The Simpsons that were, like, just, like, a lot of comic book dudes that owned comic book stores in the 90s. So it was kind of funny. Oh, yeah, definitely. The comic book guy. And in The, the in Simpsons the... was a comic book, too. I mean, it was the originally made everything like comic books. Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah. teenage Yeah, like, I remember they even comics. had... A... Yeah, and then comic books was not only based on just like uh you know graphics now it was like live action they had buffy comic books and i remember there was one com- like comic that it was like real people like i guess they were drawn the people or whatever but it wasn't look cartoonish it looked like they were taking the pictures of them and putting them in the you know the positions or whatever and i thought that was pretty cool too you know well i mean teenage mutant ninja turtles was owned by marvel as well which is pretty awesome is Stan did Stanley create Teenage Mutant Ninja? No, Turtles? I don't think he created Teenage. Mutant That's what I didn't think. No, I didn't think so th- either. Some guy I named the Teenage Kevin Mutant- Eastman created and Peter Laird. Oh, okay. Because I didn't. I Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is like a different. Like I felt like them and Ghostbusters, they're like a different. Like well, Ninja Turtles was definitely about. its own universe, right? And it had its yeah. own multiverse in it going on too. But um, regardless, I'm just it's it's. You could probably see a Ninja Turtles crossover theoretically with the MCU. Theoretically, yeah. it could happen because they're owned by Marvel. <laughs> and they have pizza stores and, you know, 
Michelangelo is just going to ride in on a freaking skateboard with his new vans and um, get a slice of pizza and say, cowabunga dudes. I can never remember what Leonardo had. Like, I keep forgetting which, like, is Leonardo the red Oh, wait a minute. Was it not? Maybe it's owned by Mirage Comics. Maybe Marvel just had a series, but it was not created by Marvel. That's what it is with Ninja Turtles. I don't, you know what's really funny? Aside from X-Men, really, and Batman, most of the comics that I read growing up weren't even Marvel and DC. They were like all these independent weirdo ones, and then I really liked Vertigo, and I liked a lot of the goth ones too, like Giant the Homicidal Man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were not on the, you know, it all depends on life. Other than the X-Men and Spider-Man, Marvel had already had its heyday prior to us really getting into it. Yeah, like I think Dark Horse was like a big deal when I was Spawn up. was huge. Remember Spawn? Love Todd Spawn. McFarlane. Of course, of course I know Spawn. You know I they're making a Spawn. They're doing, I still. They're doing I Spawn still movie, when I TV see show. a little. They're gonna do a new Spawn. I have TV a little show. Spawn. Yeah, so my cousin has a like one of my cousins. They have a little Spawn, um, you know, thingy little toy right and every time i see it i say go spawny go spawn and if you know the tv show it was <laughs> Joel Guzamo that played the, oh, yeah. you know, the clown. yeah that was from the so movie that's how much i love spawn that was yeah from the movie. it's from the movie i i fucking love spawn man it's, i was I disappointed with the movie though I like the movie because it was can't. I don't care. I like it. There's a lot of things I like. There are a lot of people hate, just like the first three Star Wars movies. But I fucking love them. So whatever. I'm just saying that the animated, the animated Spawn series on HBO. Oh, was, it's was it's very amazing. different. <laughs> I love them both for very both different reasons. Like I wouldn't. If I know someone gets scared very easily, I would not show them the animated movie. Yeah. I would just show them the <laughs> Joe Leguizamo movie. But um, <laughs> like, I would not show you like if if I didn't want you to think I was weird, I would not show you the animated movie. Right. But now everyone knows about like weird. Everybody seems to be into like weird anime, so now everything's fine, right? Like it's off the table. What's weird now? Right. But yeah, that was a really good series. I feel like you know. Uh, a lot of people were like, oh, you know, they were making a whole, like, you know, you couldn't go one part of your social media stream or even the news and they weren't talking about Stanley. And I thought that was pretty interesting. Like how many people probably think he's really important, which I didn't think like my dad would care. And he was like, yeah, that's kind of pretty. That's kind of sad. And then I was like, wow, really? He's like, yeah, I used to watch, you know, it's pretty cool. Like he, he did Batman and this. And I was like, for my dad to really care about you know, Stanley, like Stanley's such a household name right. that everyone knows about him. And I thought that was pretty interesting. And um, I mean, like he he had a really long life. It wasn't like he got like it wasn't like it was at 20 or 30 or something. He was like 95, right? 95. He was like man. basically a century old. Like it's crazy. Um, He lived for a and long just time and he was still chill. I'm- and you know, like he was still doing movies, still relaxing. I just how many comic books? I'm just curious. Like, do they know how many comic books he actually has created, like in his whole lifetime? I don't Number know. Number of comic that's books or characters? Oh my god, that's another one because that's like so many, right? The characters alone are a lot. But I'm just curious, like, if they know that kind of information or like, probably I'm assuming because Guinness Book of Records, I would assume he would be in there for like some type of record. 
but I mean, he's created, I, I he's feel created a lot. A lot. There's so many. But I heard, I'm not sure how true this is because I did not fact check this, but I did see that there was a couple of hoop, there was a little bit of hoopla about all of his um, cameos actually go into each other. Like if you watch them all together, they all have clues of each other. And I thought that was a lot of work. I I don't want to do that. I think if someone clips everything together and then they tell me some conspiracy theory, I'll be like, "Uh uh-huh, I see. But I, I really don't believe it. I think that it's all codependent of the movie or whatever he was in but i mean they all have that theme of him showing himself right i don't think that there's it's all going to be tied it's not an illuminati you know conspiracy but oh my god did people go crazy with these conspiracies online and i i kind of got sucked into i was like wow that person really believes that pretty interesting (laughs) well let's just talk about some of the characters he's created i mean he's character he created spider-man and all the characters in the spider-man universe the early universe in like mary jane and gwen stacy and scorpion and uh you know dr octopus that was my favorite i like green god i like green goblin hobgoblin and dr octopus i actually didn't really like spider-man i thought the best parts of spider-man were their villains because the carnage and venom were amazing that was later um I know, but the symbiotes are awesome. You and know, then remember when this, you, in the comic book universe when um Spider-Man like had many variations. Yeah. And like he was from different times and he would travel back in time and back and forth. I thought that series was my favorite one. Although I don't really care. I really that. like the old cartoon because that's where Spider-Man you you really get a yeah. sense of his humor and like his his wisecracking cuz um any you know that's why I didn't did not like about the second Spider-Man actor that they brought in. I forgot his name already. Um, it was the guy from the '70s show, or yeah. was it Toby? Because oh, no, okay. Toby McGuire was the, the first one, right? And he was he had the 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 attitude, I think, but he was just kind of a little too old for the character. But it was, they were still good. They were still really good. The first two, especially. I mean, Doctor Octopus in the movie, the second movie, Toby McGuire movie, is so good. Um. Uh, but. You know, the new Spider-Man that MCU's brought, he's really got a lot of that wisecracking kid thing that I feel like makes Spider-Man for me. Um, I'm just curious when they're going to put the new Spider-Man on, the the new guy. Uh, the younger kid who's... Um, he's got a new movie um, coming out in 2019, next year. Yeah, I thought it was supposed to come out now. I'm like waiting. No, 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 because they, they can't put out everything all at once. So the next movie is, is Captain Marvel, right? Captain Marvel followed by um Are they doing any more Thor movies? They might. So uh I think the actor Chris Chris Helmsworth has stated yeah. that he does not want to not make another one. Like he's kind of stated that like he's down to make another one, so it's up to Marvel if they want to make one. It's the balls in their court, not in unlike uh unlike Iron Man and Captain America, the the both those actors are like, we're done, right? We're like done with these characters. Um, Chris Helmsworth is not done with this character. He likes being Thor. And I think the fact that like the Thor arc really is a very drastic, and we've talked about this on our, on our podcast about Thor, but from the first Thor movie to like Thor in the Avengers, like they really brought the character in the right direction from when it started to where it is today. And I think, the actor might be seeing the same thing. I mean, like I'm finally playing the Thor that I should be playing where in the first two movies, I wasn't really that Thor. I wasn't the the cool Thor that I should have been. Mm. Um, 
Because Thor, I mean, we talked about this before. Thor is supposed to be a little funny and campy because he's a, a god. It's not like, you know, like, he's not like a made-up god like Captain America. He's like an old god. <laughs> <laughs> I I think it's just all really cool. I'll watch him. I just, I'm not one of those people that, like, go right away. I haven't even seen Venom yet. Well, like, Venom is not in the MCU. I got you, but I'm saying, like, in general, like, I don't run to the movie theaters. I did for, like, Lord of the Rings, but, like, that's Lord of the Rings, and we don't have Netflix back then. I mean, I'm going to run to watch the next Avengers movie. I have to see what happens when they all, the, when the dust clears, literally. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, I feel like if all, of all the movies, the last one, the last Avengers really turned heads, like, with a lot of people. Like, even... Like people I know that that were like, "Ew, that's so whack!" Like you know, like so all about like well, black so not well, about Black superhero. Panther also. Like. Black Panther was another one, and I know they're definitely making more of those. So I'm really excited. I feel like Black Panther is not really considered Marvel because it's like a lot of historical truth based. So I don't really consider it a comic book movie because like there is a place called Wakanda. No, there is. Like you just gotta look it up on Google Maps. There is. Don't you see the conspiracy? <laughs> First of all. Johnny, have you not? I have to link you to these YouTube videos about, you know, what people are saying, the truth sayers. You need to, what's wrong with you? What do you watch? Like, it's a real place. They have Google Earth. Shut up. Don't laugh at me. This is so true. No, but um, aside from the fact that people really believe Wakanda is a real place, I give it, I think so too, because there's a lot of Hindu mythos that goes along hand in hand with it. You know, like the chariots in the sky and stuff. I, I, I give it, I give room because if fucking back Black Panther comes out and fucking beats the shit out of Trump, you're going to be like, yo, that place was real, brother. Like, yeah, it was, you see. But like, aside from that, there's real situations that are tied into the whole Black Panther story. You know, well, there's an um, embassy, like the art and history and the clothing and like a lot of the the, co- the what people think are costumes are actually not costumes. They're based on the peoples of you know, those areas. So I feel like like in neighboring areas where they would think Wakanda was set in. So I think like that's really interesting how much history and um, you know, for me, Black Panther's not considered like a Marvel movie or anything. Like in my mind, that's like real. Like it has to be real. <laughs> like for me, like and I know this is fantasy. But, like, for me, Lord of the Rings, I think, is real, too. Like, I, I and then you come out a couple of years later, just a couple of years ago, they were saying, like, yeah, hobbits are real because they found skeletal structures of people that were shorter men, you know, in an island. And we've seen, like, different mimicry changes and stuff from the Galapagos Islands. Why not human beings, you know? So I feel like, yeah, they're bl- they're real people. Like, it's real. We just we just not on it yet. I mean, who knows? It could be Egyptian mythos. Like, a lot of Egyptian mythos is very similar, too. So I'm not going to tell people they're wrong. I like to give room for, you know, the possibility and magic and mysticism. <laughs> and awesome. So there is, there is a... Uh, in Nairobi, right inside of Nairobi? Nairobi? Yeah. So they say that. There's a Wakanda they, embassy. I'm telling you. Okay, so hear this, right? They're saying in certain videos. I got to look them up. There's offshores of Nairobi and certain areas, right, in like where it's really hard to get to that on Google Earth, right? These people have looked it up that this is a real place. And so I know that you have to give, you know, some 
Well, there's, like a, there's a Wakanda, or, a Wakanda embassy on Google Maps right next to the Foga de Chow in Nairobi. In Nairobi. <laughs> well, I mean, like, I kind of want to go. I hope there's a Wakanda en- embassy in, like, New York. That would be really cool. Like, I would go. I'd visit, you know. Yeah. They should have, like, a Wakanda, like, museum. That was really cool. But see, like, going back to the real thing, like, the real aspect of what we were talking about this, a lot of these movies are not just movies to people or just superheroes, to, like, just these fake characters to people. Like, they represent a lot to a lot of people. And I think that people don't realize how much comic books and Stanley has impacted people's lives, like, on a regular, on overarchingly. And I think people who don't indirectly think that Stanley had anything to do with their life, it does because you watch a lot of like superhero movies you watch batman you watch like who doesn't know who batman is you don't even need to speak the language that you don't even need to speak a language but you know who batman right. batman is of course everybody knows batman i mean yeah everybody knows the na 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 batman everyone knows everyone right kids adults everybody everyone loves the little lego batman um there's a wakanda in jersey city not in Jersey City, in, in uh, West New York. <laughs> West New York? It's, what is West It's, it's New part York? of the whole, you know, like the, you know, there's like Hoboken, there's Weehawken, there's Union okay. City, and then north of that, the next town before Fort Lee is called West New York, even though it's Jersey. Yeah. In Jersey. Right across the river. Oh, that's weird. And there's a Wakanda there, and I'm looking at the reviews, and it says, Wakanda is amazing. Everyone should go. Uh, and the next one says Wakanda <laughs> forever. <laughs> yeah, because that's what else do you have to say besides for Wakanda forever? Like, there's nothing else you need to tell me. <laughs> it's either you with it or you're not. And I don't want to be with people who's not. Simple. <laughs> it's pretty funny. And if that's because of Stan Lee, thank you, Stan Lee. But I don't want to do it with people who don't fuck yeah, Wakanda. I I just don't. <laughs> and so let's let's keep going so, on the other characters created by uh, Stan Lee. He created the X Men. I'm curious. I'm curious, but I'm curious to know who's your favorites, though. Like who are your favorite? utmost favorites? Um, favorites, like in general, like your favorites beyond like, Marvel. Obviously, it's gonna be more than beyond X Men. I mean, beyond uh, Marvel, beyond Stan Lee. No, Every everyone like everything is up for grabs. What's so your favorite? Superman was always a favorite of mine when I was a kid because of the Christopher Lee movies, right? Um, that was a that made a big huh. impact in me. The, the you know those movies are awesome to me, and they I've seen them recently, and they're still awesome. Um, obviously, Wolverine was was always a, like a favorite of mine, and I was kind of actually when I found out that in the very beginning that Hugh Jackman was going to be Wolverine, I was actually such a big Wolverine fan that I was upset about it because I was like. Because Hugh Jackman yeah, is good looking, good Hugh Jackman <laughs> is good looking and tall, and Wolverine is short and ugly. Like I'm like, this is not cool. Like you're not sticking true to the character. But he was whatever. Wolverine was hot enough to pull Gene and Rogue, so you forget. Yeah. And he was fucking around with Storm too. So I'm just saying that cute. like he was five foot three in the comic book, so. I'm just saying, like, it would suck if you lived that long and you kept healing yourself and you didn't look cute. Or you couldn't heal your face to look cute. Yeah, but, that's I mean, terrible. that's I not the original character. And so, like... I'm sorry, I'm, with I'm that, trailing with, off. With that said, though, Hugh Jackman did an excellent job. And and he job. provided a lot of eye candy for a lot of demographics out there. And I can't fault them for that. <laughs> uh, I thought he and was And that's what I'm saying. He was, he he was, was believable. He was... 
I mean, let's be real. Like, if you're going to be making movies, people are good looking in movies. So everybody's going to be good looking, even if they're ugly. So Hugh Jackman was probably the, especially at the time, was like the best actor they could have chosen. So, And he's like rugged and really like, he really embodied the character really well. And I think who goes really well in characters as well. I really enjoy Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, I mean, and I wasn't, I'm not really a huge Deadpool fan, but but Ryan neither Reynolds, am I. He is Deadpool. <laughs> like they because of the movie put me onto the comic book because I really didn't care too yeah. much about the comic. Book. Um, I was always a fan of the Hulk, right? Oh, um, and and I think one. a lot of that again has to do with just like my 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 when I was growing up, I used to watch the Hulk TV show, which yeah, I know is very uh-huh. different than the comic book, right? Um. But it's the same concept. You, the overall the concept same, like, is the know, same, right? Like why it happens. Like, yeah, the storylines and like what, what goes on to the Hulk is different. It was more about the psyche. And I love that about the, the, the show when I was a kid. Like it was really about like the, like the mentality behind the Hulk and less so about the Hulk himself and more like the motivations that made him the Hulk um, that I really liked. Um, I was always a fan, always a fan I mean, like, let's be honest. My favorites have always been villains, though. Like, I was oh, ap- apocal- Apocalypse, Magneto. Um, Magneto is favorite, Magneto is just sure. so awesome, so awesome. Um, get it? I know he's a fictional character, but Magneto can get it. Yeah, I mean, so good. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think who else. Uh, the Spider-Man villains I never really was a big fan of. Um, I mean, I liked them for uh-huh. what they were. I guess, you know, who I did like was J- J- uh, Jameson. Like, the, I really dug that character. He's such an asshole. Um, you know, the the, oh. the the newspaper owner in Spider-Man. Oh! <laughs> he was an asshole. He's such an asshole. I love that character. <laughs> and the actor they got in the Tobey Maguire movies to play him. He was perfect. <laughs> Because I can I can hear him yelling through the comic book like he's, he's so mean. It was the embodiment of that character. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we talked about this before. I love Thor. Um, yeah, I liked Spawn. If we're going expanding beyond that, uh, Spawn was big. Batman, I got more into um, for the animated series. I guess the animated series A and. Uh, the the Christopher Nolan movie has just like killed it for me on the Batman. Like I loved it. Um, I like American Psycho Batman. He was my favorite. Yeah, Chris, <laughs> Christian Bale. Yeah, he's he was really good. Um, yeah. And that was really, in my opinion, like the first comic book movie that like turned it around. That like said you can make a good movie that's a com based on a comic book character. It doesn't have to be like campy and stupid. And like that, I think really led the way. I mean, you have to give give DC credit for what it is. DC led the way yeah. for MCU with the Christopher Nolan Batman movies. I I don't get tied up into anything. I'm not one, you know, DC or Marvel. I think all of them are important. Uh, um, you know, it was a big, big, big comic that I really like was Transmetropolitan. Oh, that was 
Yeah, that shit's not Marvel or DC, is it? No, it was. Ver- I think it was Vertigo or something. It is Vertigo. Yeah. Dark Horse put out some crazy motherfucker. I used oh, to love- dude, Transmetropolitan was yeah. so goth, so goth industrial. Yeah, and I fucking loved Heavy Liquid. There was all these many. There were so many. Like that was basically my use. I still have some because I bought them over because I I lost everything as a kid. All my X Men, everything's gone because we moved and I don't know where anything is. Um, but. I just, I feel like my favorites, obviously, like, so many X-Men. I don't even go delve deep into all the X-Men. Right. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, like. so many. Like, anyone who knows me, like, and it's, like, obvious that I love, like, Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy. I love the Joker, Batman. But I also really love the newer characters, too. Like, I really like Raven and Starfire, like, from Teen Titans and Cyborg and stuff. And I really thought, like, even the cute little kitty cartoons, I, I really like it. Like, so they have Teen Titans Go right now that I still actually do watch. And then there was a cartoon prior to that, Teen Titans, right? And, uh, like, Hi Hi, Puffy Amiyumi was the, they sung the theme song song for it fucking mm-hmm. great like how they had tara she was this young girl with you know um like powers of moving the earth and then had aqualad i'm assuming it's aquaman as a kid or whatever but like it it was like i just there's a lot of characters that i just love and i adore and like majority of the com the combo characters that i like are i can never not say that my favorites without saying an x-men or a batman character and i don't love one more than the other so when people get all crazy about oh you're either dc or marvel like i can't tell you because there's a lot that i love and and you know weirdly enough i don't really care about spider um superman but um the cartoon when we were growing up was amazing and i fucking loved lex luther and he reminded me so much of remember gargoyles the guy that owned oh yeah that was great cartoon Oh my god, are they? Because the brown and me, I'm like they got to be co- like cousins, right? Because they're all rich and we all know. Each other. But so you, so you, did you ever grow up watching this, the original Superman movies, though? Yeah, yeah, I did. I, like, I didn't really, I didn't really understand them as much in depth because they are, they have a lot of like hidden meetings, like a kid wouldn't pick up. And after watching them again, but I did watch them with my family. We'd watch, like that was a big deal. It was like. To me, one of the greatest things about that movie was the fact that, like, it starts off, the very first movie starts off with, like, kind of where movies are today, where it kind of, like, gives a preview of the second movie, right? The first movie starts off with the trial of Zod, and Zod gets sent to the Phantom Zone, and then he gets sent off, and that's the beginning of the movie, and you're watching it, you're like, that's awesome, Zod has a cameo. My favorite part of Superman movies is when like so the first opening story was when superman Christopher reeves gets his shit kicked out of him like this huge all you see is snot in his face and everything like what the fuck is going on it's supposed to be superman right you find out about kryptonite you're like oh shit he can really get his ass busted like that yeah then it was on it was like you can crush all your idols with some kryptonite like that was superman 2 number two yeah Right, so it's the Superman one. They they have the trial, at the beginning, and then Krypton explodes. Right, and you're like, okay, so this is like kind of like a backstory. And I, Superman- I can't remember if Ross Al Ghul was in any of the movies, though. No, right? He no, was not in back cartoon. in the day. I loved him, yo, man. That dude was like a sexy ass modern day Jafar. Like, I'm he, he he just needs more TV time. He was fucking great, and his Ross daughter Al Ghul? was awesome. Yeah. And his daughter was awesome. Too. Well, he's in um, he's in uh, he's in um, in Arrow. 
Oh, I you know I haven't even started any of that stuff like uh, Arrow or Flash. Lot. It's a lot. Yeah. I have to I have to like take a break because it's just so it's CW and it's What's got wrong with that? a lot. I, I know you do, but it's it's for me it's just too much teen drama and like I just it don't. Is- some of them are going to be too teeny and too like whatever, and you need breaks. So, but it's good to like binge watch on you know Netflix when you're waiting for things in between, or like you're yeah. waiting for Game of Thrones or whatever. Right, right. It's just I was watching all four at the same time. Supergirl. Oh, Jesus. Why? That's so Arrow, much. The Flash and Legends of Tomorrow. I was watching all four at the same time, and like I just I I got to like see through season three of like, I mean, I think Arrow was season four or something. I was like, I just can't watch any more of this. I can't deal with this like teen drama side of it. I need to like, I want just the comic book part. I don't care about (laughs) how they're going to the same exact coffee shop in every fucking episode and talking about who's dating who. Like, I don't care about who's dating who. Um, Hmm. But that's so, but unless the, but you know, Arrow has its redeeming qualities and so does Flash and Supergirl. And then when they talk about their actual comic book stories, they're actually really good. Then they get into teen drama and I just can't deal with it. But that's that's CW. Like, that's their audience, right? So yeah. they're just catering to their audience. Because, yeah. like, I, I when you grow up on, like, Buffy and, like, Saved by the Bell and shit, like, you expect that from CW, but you don't want to see it as an adult. You're just like, oh, God. they're Like, you already see the first episode. You know that these two who hate each other are going to, like, fall in love and it's going to be this whole fucking takeover for, like, three seasons and they're not going to get together until it's like a life or death situation. Right. And then the fourth season they get married, but then like one forgets or something that they got married and like, one has to die or something. Fake death. And like, I just, we just ruined every CW show ever to be made. Cause I'm pretty sure that's the premises for vampire diaries and all kind of other shit too. But you know, the new Sabrina, dude, the new Sabrina is so crazy good. I'm we're so doing a podcast on it. Is know. it? I mean, I know you're making it. You're not to make me watch it. I, and I really, and I really don't want to watch it because it's CW and it's teen it's drama. It's good, but it's teen drama. If they gave me a chance to make a Sabrina, it would come out very similar to this. Okay, but the cat they, doesn't talk. It's pretty good. The what? The cat doesn't talk. The cat doesn't talk. There's a little drama. Not too much, but there's a lot of Satanism, which fakes Satanism. Oh, by the way, the Satanic Church is upset with Sabrina for picturing them in a bad light because they're actually not about that. Yeah. Well, they, they're actually kind of atheist. They don't really believe in that, but they do oh, no. in the well, sense that it... Like, not... who's going to get mad? Like, dude, like, Satanists have been getting bad raps in TV for so long. Like, get over it. Well, because it's the devil, and the devil is the, the villain of all time. I'm just kidding. I feel like everybody, you know. But, but you're also have... you're also Hindu, and there is no devil in Hinduism. Am I really Hindu though? Like, but like, you're not actually. I'm not. I'm not like okay. When I'm your culture, Hindu, you're I'm, definitely culturally Hindu. I'm West Indian Hindu, not like what you guys do in India. Like what I've seen I'm... on over the coast, like not you specifically. I'm just saying, like what they do over there. That's not Hinduism. Like what they talk about, like you know, like the the the. The, all the violence towards different peoples just because you don't believe in a certain way. Well, that's that's a new certain, that's new shit. That's, that's crazy. That's crazy. That's new shit. Theologically, not... yes, I'm Hindu as far as spiritualism. But like, like when I, my point is that like what well, you didn't grow up with the devil. You grew up with Kali, no. and Kali is like maybe no, dark, but devil. she's not evil. No, she's not evil. No, that's what I'm saying. Ra- 
No, you have you have demons. You have Ravana. You have like you have Rollin. You have like their types of people. But they're still like they bow before God and stuff. So even the stories they're that not we were told, fully evil. They're no. not like the personification of villainry like the devil is the devil is just like a mm-hmm. bad guy in christian but then like you have the evil muslim like, christian like the stuff that we would think is evil is like cultural things like you know evil spirits or gene jinns or vampires or demons like there are demons that do horrific horrific things yeah but right? there's no one leader no. of the evil no it's the like, thing the thing that i grew up with and christians and jews all jews grew up with as well is that there is a devil, and the devil is God, the uh, the anti god. Like he is the mm. he is not a god. He is just a, somebody that is meant to be the persona. Everything that evil that happens when you know, like the worst heinous things happen, mm-hmm. the devil is behind them. So I like. Mean- don't don't quote me on this because like I said I will I I mean I loosely say it because like a lot of a lot of other people they really practice like I would I say am I practicing or like whatever it's very different so of theologically course, yes so there's yeah no, I mean like, I'm not my saying family's that it's very I'm... different and and also they're very oh, like we we weren't te- we don't we don't call each other like you know how like that term church rats like we don't go to church we don't do temple we don't like there's a lot of things that other people do they like i know like hindu kids that are in their career and they're like they were basically born and raised in the temple they you know know a lot and they're like basically studying to be pundits and all that kind of stuff and i'm not taking away from that because they probably have like a devil i i don't know i just i was just never you know we're just on different sides like i'm more of like most people have been like, dude, you're atheist. I don't think I'm atheist. Am I agnostic? Probably. I don't know. I I just don't know. It it, it it's not something that it's something that's easily for me to explain because I I thought it's easy, but when I explain it to other people, it seems really difficult. I guess. I mean, I, I don't think we need to like label each other on that. But my point being no. is that like culturally, you grew up with Hinduism, and so like the gods yeah. and goddesses are something that's like part of your culture and traditions mm-hmm. whether or not you and believe even, in them or not doesn't matter yeah and even like what we thought what we were told like as i'm talking about for me specifically it could be very different like i mentioned very different from other people we were taught that the demons like the evil of the world is still of the world like at one point they were good and you can always change them to be good because everything's made of the same stuff it's it's yeah. up to you to be good or bad you know well, like, keep, in mind, more like, keep in mind i'm a muslim i grew up with a muslim background right so like mm-hmm. from like one of our like sacred five pillars is to go to Mecca. And one of the things to do in Mecca when you're doing the, the pilgrimage to Mecca is to throw stones at the devil. Like the devil, Satan is evil in Judeo-Christian Wait, belief. Hold, hold on. So like the devil's going to stay in one place and get stones thrown. Well, at there's, there's like, there's like some pillars that represent Satan, right? So there's like an old story where um I can't remember exactly, but uh, I think it's, um, I think it's uh, Abraham's. Uh, I think Abraham's uh, one of his wives. He had two wives. I think Jews say he had a wife and a mm-hmm. concubine. Muslims say he had two wives. Um, anyways, he his she was in the desert and she had to run back and forth and like she threw she saw the, the devil and threw stones at him or something. So that became part of the ritual where they have like these pillars and now there's a wall because people are stupid and they get so so intense about it that they were just throwing it and missing the the, the pillar altogether. We used to like toss it lightly. They were like hucking the stones and like missing the pillar and hitting people on the other side. <laughs> oh my 
Yeah, because the devil. So yeah, and that makes all <laughs> of people get like so hard. intense. They take their shoes off and start throwing it at you know, like it's like that's just a fucking wall, dude. Like relax, it's not actually the devil. I'm not trying to raise anything, but like think about it. If that's the devil or your representation of the devil, you think that they're gonna stay there forever? Like this has been going on for eons. Like you think that they're gonna stay there? Like you're not supposed to. It's just a ritualistic, symbolic thing. Just throw a pebble and be on, go on your way. Yeah, but they're, they're these people. Life. These people have like, you know, you know, there's a lot of poverty, and so they're they're coming from like places of intense emotions to begin with, and they get just, you know like, what? I, they get lost in the, in the ecstasy. Yeah, this is why I stay away from religious. Uh, exactly. Like, you know, uh, exactly. I have a lot of questions. I have a lot of um, questions, and then people are like, "Well, you idolize X Men? Fuck yeah, I do." Well, but like, going back, going back to the 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 satanic church, like they're they, I like their version of Satan, where Satan's like a misunderstood uh, character. You know, like like Memnock the Devil from uh, Anne Rice. Ah, <laughs> I'm so I'm so excited that you mentioned that. It's like, oh, I can actually see my Anne Rice books staring at yeah. me right now. Oh man. Um, so stand, stand back to Stan Lee because that's we're over an hour and I got to get going. But um, yeah. I just wanted to mention, like Stan Lee has hundreds of characters. He invented. Like, think about this. Like, people give him a lot. You know, like today in the in the you know like black and white skin tone culture that we are like so emphasizing on. Like, you have. Stan Lee, who's got a, who's a Jewish guy, who decided I'm going to make a character called Black Panther, and it's going to be about a country in Africa that's going to be like enlightened in the way that like what if there was never any colonizers, and like they were so ahead of their time in that type of thinking. Um, even before that, like even before Wakanda, the characters in X Men were not reminiscent of what you. Um, automatically saw an archie and all these other comics and cartoons you were seeing storm you were seeing like all these very like ethnic characters like you see mystique and she's not even a skin tone like a normal skin tone and she could change into so many different types of women and she didn't have the features of a select type of woman and i thought that was so smart and so cool and like Growing up with that, it, it like it really is important to you as a young girl, as a young kid growing up, like thinking like, wow, like not only was he so dynamic as far as like for his time, we say this for his time because now is very different. Well, Remember, people are, all people are giving him people are giving him flack for one thing he said recently before he died was that like he was like, why do we got to change? you know have a black thor why can't we just have a new character that's just like a black character that's amazing why do i gotta like take old characters and change their skin i think that's worse i think it'd be better to like empower people with new characters that are awesome and that don't have to be like a turn of an existing character why give give a black person or a brown person a lip service like the for example like we both love miss marvel right the new miss marvel I, yeah. I love how they didn't like reboot captain marvel as a pakistani girl they just like okay no. Mi- captain marvel passes on her torch, torch uh, to a young pakistani woman from yeah, jersey so and that awesome. i love that yeah yeah i don't think that we should but you know what i find that argument from people who are arguing that don't actually know anything about comic books because where were you when there was green lantern who's always been a black uh black um person who's all who where were you when you like well, there's lots of green lanterns you're citing right? something yeah but i'm saying like growing up for me like green lantern was black because from the you know, cartoon like a, a strong he was black. black man yeah 
and the cartoon and the comic book. Where were you when you were discussing this when there were so many other like, you know, minorities that were in comic books and now you're going to fixate on things like that. So I think it's like uh, yes and no representation. Listen, representation is so important. If you do not understand that, this is our entire fucking podcast. Right? No, and I totally but- agree with you. And I'm just saying that, like, I would rather them instead of rebooting Wolverine as a black guy, I'd rather them create another character that gets well, that has similar powers or similar stuff. But all a lot of the X Men or a new totally new story but, of about a, a yeah a, a new storyline. You can't. You can't write rewrite and say Wolverine's a black guy because then his whole backstory doesn't make any sense because he was from the Civil War, like from all these different wars and things, and came down that way and healed. But like my thing is like you can't say Yeah, you can't you can't do that. You have to like like you were saying with Miss Marvel, that was so smart. The way they did Spider Man, so smart. Pass the torch. Right. Because there's there's still Peter Parker in and there's Miles Morales. You don't have Peter yep. Parker as a black kid. Like, I just think it, that's a better way and to Miles do it. Story, and Miles' story is so different and it's so modern. So, like, there's no way that you can just rewrite Spider-Man. Which, by the way, I'm really, I'm actually kind of excited about the animated Spider-Man universe movie that's about to come out in December. Have you heard, do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. I saw it, but I didn't want to Into the Spider-Verse? I want to go into a blind I just want to go into blindfolded because I have an idea of what I think it is. And if it's not, then I, I'll cry then, but I don't want to cry now. Oh, man, it's going to be hilarious. I just know it's going to be funny. <laughs> but it's got Miles Morales in it, and it's got Peter Parker, and it's got other characters. I love Miles. So anything with Miles, I'm for. I'm definitely going to see, and I'm going to support. So And they're kind of bringing that into MCU, so too. I, mean, I don't know if you n- noticed, yeah. but um, our boy, uh, uh, Childish Gambino, Danny Glover, the character yeah. he's playing, he's you know he's uh-huh. he's he's Miles Morales's uncle. Oh, that makes so much. Oh, okay. I don't want to know too much. I really want to go into blindsided. So like when no, I no, I'm talking about MCU, not the not the M- not not the uh, into the Spider Verse movie. Oh, the cartoon, not the cartoon. Gotcha. No, I mean I'm talking even, about the actual even movies. the movie. I just. Yeah. Yeah. I just like going into things like blind, like blind. So like I can make up like ideas and then like when I see it, I see it. But yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I love that Danny Glover's in a lot more, um, you know, superhero-y type of thing. I mean, he was the new, um, the new Star Wars, uh, fuck, I just forgot the name, um, Lando Calrissian. And like that, I thought that was really cool and he pulled it off really awesome. Oh, yeah. See, that's different. Like, you just playing see star wars universe is different right in the sense of they're going back and forth into time you know and they're showing the backstories like you can't just change a character and make it a completely different character you would do it in a comic book universe you have to create a new one and i think that was so smart for stan lee because he created all these new characters and they were for the time and they were fighting for that that specific time because most of the time in his in his lineage is that x uh especially in X-Men, mutants come out of pain and war and, and, and horrible things that humans do all the time. And what humans think that the mutants are like all these evil creatures is really the humans that are evil. The mutants are here to save, you know? Well, there so I think are, that's there like a, a constant. I think the other thing that's yeah. really nice is that like, there's a, <laughs> there's a gradient of good and evil shades of, of yeah. good and bad throughout the X-Men universe. And just I mean, like, what we, just like real regular people. Itself. Yeah. Just yeah. cause one. And I think that's very important just cause Magneto's group group are bad guys. Doesn't mean you should label all. Doesn't mean they're bad. Mutants as evil. 
and I wouldn't say that they're bad guys either because Magneto wanted a world he wanted to live synonymously with people but people wouldn't let them they kept bombing them they kept killing them they kept you know killing their children and experimenting on them Magneto's backstory is just like full of trauma and like yeah human like the, the 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 worst side of humanity you know and he's seen it all so like to him humanity disgusts him because like he saw them from a, as a child burning humans alive in ovens so like yeah fuck, he's like yeah fuck wasn't humans. he like he was he his backstory he was a survivor of a concentration camp yeah right? he was a holocaust so survivor like, like actually yeah, so a holocaust like- survivor that remembers the holocaust not like the grandkid of a Holocaust survivor, which is fine, but yeah. like Magneto's old enough that he, he remembers there. it yeah. because he was there. It was and, there. I mean, and that's where his powers, power, like, kind of that traumatic experience, manifest. what grew, manifested his powers. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like all the gruesome shit in humanity manifests these. Like, yeah. I, I mean, Magneto's not a villain. He's an anti-hero, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um. Anyways, but but yeah. Yeah, so I just feel like it was talking so, as, as you can tell, like it's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. And we didn't that, even you know, talk there's, as there's much as to cover. There's so much. I mean, yeah. like just Google Stan Lee, and like there's like pages and pages and pages yeah. of like new stuff you can learn about him and his characters because he's got so many characters and uh, so many. But I just wanted to pay a quick homage to him because he was very imp- like his work, his art like really was impactful in our lives. I mean, yeah. would I say I'm distraught? No, the guy, I feel like he's like, my we're, 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 we're kind of like, like happy. Gentle. He got to live as long as he did. Actually. Like I'm like, ce- yeah. I'm less mourning and more celebration of his life. Yeah, totally. And, and we knew at the end he was kind of sick on and off too. So, you know, it, it happens. I mean, People are elderly I mean, let's be honest. Life. Like every time he shows up in a movie as a cameo, we're all like, is this his last? <laughs> is this his still- last? Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like this, and this is not recent. This has been for like the past couple of years. We've been like, is that the last one? Like, you know, so is he gonna be? Is he still alive? You know? (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. So that Um, was cool. So yeah, yeah. thanks, thanks, Stan. Thanks, Stan, for uh, the great content and entertainment and like cultural impact you've had for us, and educating people slightly on other cultures (laughs) yeah yeah as best as you could i mean it's more than just like like he may not have done a lot of that himself but then he went out and hired people that did like the person who wrote miss marvel like she they got a they got a muslim female to write the character like they're like hey you know this better than we do why don't you write the story for this right and like make it cool and add like the realism to it Yep. All right. Well, Patty, as always, it's been a a wonderful evening, and I will chat with you soon. Take care. Take care. Bye. Bye. We time darkness. We My soul, my abyss. Nothing is left after the flood. I kill with the kill.